0: Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. Tonight we're going to talk about the winner's mindset. Somebody say the winner's mindset. We're going to talk about whenever you get in the Word of God and renew your mind that there are blessings and open doors on the other side of you renewing your mind with the word of God. So I want you to tune in. We only have a few minutes tonight and we're gonna be, we're gonna be in 3 John. We're gonna be in 3 John, but I gave you some notes tonight because I'm gonna throw a lot of verses at you. I'm gonna be like Muhammad Ali and I'm gonna be um, doing some swinging tonight, throwing a bunch of punches with the word of God, a bunch of verses at you. So I want you to stay with me, all right? And uh, it's in your notes here, the winner's mindset. And so a mindset, I was looking that up online, a mindset is the established set of attitudes held by somebody. The established set of attitudes held by somebody. So the question is, for so many of us, is how do I experience God's best in every area of my life? Well, renew your mind with the Word of God. Us, as born-again Christians, lining our thoughts up, lining our soul, which the Bible says in, in Genesis chapter 1, that you and I were made in God's image, 1 Thessalonians 5 says, it says that you and I are made spirit, soul, and body, right? So our soul is our mind, will, and emotion. So we got to get that renewed with the word of God. Every morning I wake up with crazy hair. Just ask my wife. Ask ask Bali. Or or you you could ask Amila She could tell you too. And I've been waking up early with Benjamin, man, and my hair is crazy in the morning. I got to get, I need Jesus and lots of caffeine, right? (laughs) Y'all know about that. And my hair's crazy in the morning, but every day, whether I throw a cap on or whether I just, you know, do it with and stuff, I got to do something with my hair every day. Every day I do. And every day I wake up with my mind, I got to wake up and renew that soul. Because if not, if I don't take my, my, my mind, will, and emotions to the word of God, my mind's going to be thinking weird thoughts. Jealous thoughts, insecure thoughts, pride thoughts, the flesh likes to run away. And if, the, if, I can, if my mind will run away from me, then everything else in my life will run away with me. Now, God will do every, everything God wants to do in your life. He's going to do through faith. You believe in God. But you've got to have direction for your faith, and that's a renewed mind. I can have the strongest engine in the world in my car. You can get an amazing engine, put that bad boy in there and then put me on the highway with no steering wheel. I'll drive with a lot of power, but there's going to be no direction. I'll be all over the place, be in a wreck, kill somebody, kill myself, something. But I've I've got to have my faith grown up, but guess what? I've got to have a steering wheel for it, and when you renew your mind, everything else will move in that direction toward victory. So, you know, one of the greatest people, and this guy had a renewed mind. He was an example of somebody that had a winner's mindset was a guy named George Washington Carver. And they're going to throw his picture up there. What an American hero. This guy was born as a slave. He was born as a slave, but he had a brilliant mind, a very curious mind about things, about science and plants, even at a young age. And he decided early on in his life that he was going to serve God and he wasn't going to be defined by being a slave. He wasn't going to be defined by being a minority or being by some someone who couldn't get into those Um, segregated schools, and they didn't even have, at that time, you couldn't even get, he had a brilliant mind, they wouldn't even let him in. But he decided he wasn't gonna be uh, defined by the pain, and he wasn't gonna be defined by hate. And he started serving God, he saw the creativity that was in the word of God, and he let it renew him to see the opportunities in his life. And he, as he served God, he became the first African-American to get a bachelor's degree. He developed 300 uses for peanuts, 300 uses, I find one, I eat them, that's like it. He pioneered crop rotation to the point where he was at the Tuskegee University with Booker T. Washington. And he said, let's put black-eyed peas and peanuts in the ground. Let's grow those, find nutritional value and paint value and all this stuff for this. And then we're gonna restore nutrients in the soil so that when we do plant cotton, they're gonna be incredible harvests. And he did, and other farmers came, white folks came, everybody came and said, wait, what's this man doing? Because he renewed his mind and became a champion. He became a scientist, a professor, a painter, inventor, and a pianist. This dude was re- renewed and became a victor and not a victim. So the question is, do you have a winner's mindset? My little girl, a few weeks ago, she found out that the little mermaid's coming out in the movie form with Disney. I bought the tickets already, and I let her know. And guess what? She's stoked. The other day we were watching the Lakers game. She didn't care about the Lakers game. She said, is that the show that has the Little Mermaid in it? Because she saw a Little Mermaid commercial in the middle of the game where we were getting killed by the Denver Nuggets. She's so excited. See, she, I, as her father, I told her something good was coming, and she believed me. And it changed her expectation. It changed her joy level because she's a kid. She's like, we're going to go, and we're going to get candy, and we're going to get popcorn and water. She doesn't know there's Coke there and I'm not telling her because I, I gotta sit with the four-year-old for an hour and a half in that music and I'm dealing with M&Ms. I don't think I'm gonna deal with Dr. Ray. But guess what? The point is, even a four-year-old little girl believed her dad that something good was coming. And the question for you and me is, do you believe in God's prosperity and his blessing for every area of your life? Third John 1 through 14, let's jump in and I'm gonna focus on verse two, but I'm gonna throw some verses at you. Verse one says, the, and, and this is where we're picking up where Pastor Matt left off. The elder to the beloved Gaius, whom I love in truth. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. For I rejoice greatly when brethren came and testified of the truth that is in you just as you walk in the truth. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. Now remember, we're gonna read this whole thing focusing on verse two. "'Beloved, you do faithfully whatever you do "'for the brethren and for strangers "'who have borne witness of your love before the church. "'If you send them forward on their journey "'in a manner worthy of God, you'll do well. "'Because they went forth for his namesake, "'taking nothing from the Gentiles. "'We therefore ought to receive such "'that we may become fellow workers of the truth.'" I wrote to the church, but Diotrephes, who loves to hate the preeminent, who loves to have the preeminence among them, does not receive us. Now, isn't that sorry? Diotrephes didn't have a renewed mind, and the Apostle John wrote about him in the Bible. Something was going on in his life, and t- it got canonized two years, two thousand years later. We're talking about Diotrephes being a jerk. Isn't that bad? I'm so glad I I wasn't messing up knowing John during that time. Therefore, if I come, I will call to mind his deeds, which he does, prating against us with malicious words and not content with that. He himself does not receive the brethren and forbids those who wish to, putting them out of the church. Beloved, do not imitate what is evil, but what is good. He who does good is of God, but he who does evil has not seen God. Demetrius has a good testimony from all and from the truth itself, and we also bear bear witness, and you know that our testimony is true. I had many things to write, but I do not wish to write to you with pen and ink. But I hope to see you shortly, and we shall speak face to face. Peace be to you. Our friends greet you. Greet the friends by name. Now let's focus. We're going to focus in. There's a lot of sermons we could get out of this chapter. Let's focus on verse 2. Would you read it with me? They're going to throw it on the screen. 3 John 2. Ready? Uh, Let's see if they can scoot it back a little bit. It says, beloved, beloved, I pray. Is that, there it is. Ready, one, two, three, let's read. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Now we're talking about the winner's mindset tonight. So am I lining up my mind with what God's saying in verse two? The question is, do you, do you have a winner's mindset? God said that. He said that he wants you to prosper in every area of your life, spirit, soul, as your soul prospers. He wants you to bless he wants to bless you in every area, but have you lined up those areas? Have you renewed your mind in those areas so that you're experiencing God's blessing? Now, if we're honest with ourselves, there's places we got to grow. Sometimes we talk about growing and sometimes we get embarrassed, don't we? Oh, I got to go to the doctor. Pastor Fabian's been talking about healing, but I needed to go to the doctor, man. I just needed some help or I needed a Tylenol. That's all right. We need to be real about where we are. Let's be real about where our faith is. Don't try to act like your faith is somewhere where it's not just yet. Where's it at? Let's believe God. If you need to take the Tylenol, pray pray healing over that bad boy, take it, and then go on and believe God and let your faith grow, and it's going to get better and better, and you're going to grow to where you don't need that. That's where we're going to believe God, right? But let's believe God. And the, the, here's the point. As a born again believer, your prosperity is directly related to the level to which you renew your soul, your mind, your will, and emotions. Point number one it is God's will for you to prosper in every area of your life. It's God's will for you to prosper in every area of your life. But wait, I don't see all that, Pastor John. I don't see all of God's blessings like it is. That's okay, but we're gonna aspire toward it and we're gonna grow in our faith and renew our minds and move in the direction toward more victory, okay? Even if I don't see everything of what God promises, I'm gonna grow toward that, all right? The blessing, now here's the thing. The, it is God's will for you to prosper in every, every area of your life, including having a good marriage and good kids. Now, let's build this, because I wanna make this point. The blessing of Abraham is rightfully yours. Salvation, material prosperity, physical health, in um, um, healing, mental health, good marriage, good kids. Galatians 3.13 says this, 3.13 and 14, and Paul talked about this. He said, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So the blessing of God was on Abraham. But you and I, when Jesus died on that cross and paid the price with his blood, and we accepted Jesus, that blessing's for us too. That means healing is for us too. Prosperity and blessing and salvation and a great life, that's for us too. And God wants to bless us so that we can be a blessing to others. And the question is, is my mind renewed in the word of God to experience that? Now, some people might have the blessing of God in their marriage and they have, they're born-again Christians, so they're, they're renewed after salvation. They're saved, they got godly kids, but then they're struggling in their finances. Or they're struggling over here in relationships. They got it all going on good, but they don't have favor with anybody. And they're not walking in prosperity. Prosperity just means more than enough. It doesn't mean you have a limousine out front. It means you have more than enough for you and your family. You're blessed in abundance so that you can be a blessing to others, Right? So Genesis 24, one says this about Abraham. Abraham, now I'm going somewhere with this. We're talking about it's God's will for you to be blessed. Are you renewed in this this mindset? Abraham was now a very old man and the Lord had blessed him in every way. That's pretty good. Genesis 25, 7 through 8 says this, Abraham lived for 175 years, and he died at a ripe old age, having lived a long and satisfying life. He breathed his last and joined his ancestors in death. It's God's will for you to prosper in every area of your life. Material prosperity. Job 36, 11 says this, if they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasures. Psalms 1, 1 through 3 says this, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit, its fruit in its season, whose leaf shall not wither, but whatever he does shall prosper. God wants you to be blessed in your finances. Philippians 4.19 says, and my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Matthew 7.11 says, if you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? Margaret Thatcher, the great prime minister from England. Powerful woman. If you could throw that up there for me, if you got a picture, I don't know. Let's see if we got it up there. There she is. She said this, no one would remember the good Samaritan if he'd only had good intentions. He had money as well. We're not talking about some crazy, pro- weird, fringe prosperity gospel. We're just talking about you being blessed enough for you and your family and having abundance so you can be a blessing to someone else. So you, when you leave church tonight, when you go with your family to McDonald's and you see someone homeless... You got 15 15 more bucks in the bank to buy an extra one and go give it to him and say, hey man, God loves you. Jesus died on a cross for you. And let me feed you. Let me pray for you and bless you tonight. That's prosperity, right? The blessing of God wants you blessed in your bodily healing and health. Isaiah 53, five says this, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and by his stripes. With his stripes, we are healed. Matthew eight seventeen says that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet saying, he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. But Pastor John, I'm struggling with my health. That's okay. Let's believe God that we can renew our minds and walk in healing. First Peter 2, 24 says, who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree that we having died to sins might live for righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. Kenneth Hagin said this, he said a woman asked him to come pray for, her, and she was in the hospital. And she said, "He said I'm going to believe God for your healing." And she said, "Yep, would you please?" She said, "I want you to believe God that I have this surgery and I have a quick recovery." He did, and it was a miraculous heal, a miraculous recovery. My wife had cancer many years ago, and she believed God. They did the surgery, the chemo. She lost her hair, all that sort. But guess what? They did a miraculous. She had a miraculous recovery, and God worked with her where her faith was and she was she'd be going under before they'd be putting her in she said i'm going on missions to africa they thought it was they thought it was all uh, you know the medicine talking she went to africa twice god wants to work in your life God wants salvation is God's will for you Romans 1 16 says for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it's the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes for the Jew first and also for the Greek Romans 10 9 and 10 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead you'll be saved for with a heart one believes unto righteousness and with a mouth confession is made unto salvation God wants you blessed in every area of your life are we renewed to that though? So tonight, the question is, what part of you doesn't have the winner's mindset? Some of us can believe that God could heal us, but we don't believe he could bless us enough to pay our bills and have extra to bless others. Some of us believe God and we're great with finances. That's not a problem. We're budgeters, we're nerds, we're blessed and we got our money all in check, but then we're struggling in a relationship. And God says, I want you you to be blessed there too. See, we have to renew, point number two, we have to renew our minds according to God's word to receive his blessing in the area of need. You see, we have to grow up. You cannot afford to stay on babyhood level. You have to renew your mind. Galatians 4, one talks about it. It says, now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, does not differ at all from a slave, though he is master of all. It talks about you got, you got, you got to grow up. We have to grow up to God's blessing. This afternoon, I was feeding my little boy, Benjamin. He's three weeks old. I'm feeding him, you know, little babies. You change their diapers. And it was like 30 minutes before I was going to leave for church. I'll spare you the details. But let's just say the diaper situation got crazy, all right? And I, I use, I'm a typical man. I use about 3,000 wipes every time I clean that child, <laughs> And I'm doing, I'm like, oh, my God. I'm calling out to the Lord. I'm like, God, help me. And that's extra tough when it's 2 in the morning, right? Bali does way more than me. But, you know, it's, but guess what? Everything I have is Benjamin's and Camila's, but I can't trust him with my car just yet. He's got to grow up. (laughs) Romans 12, 2 says this. Here's the thing, guys. We've got to renew our minds according to God's word to receive his blessing in the area of need. Romans 12, 2 says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So here's the thing. How do I renew my mind? How do I do it? Hebrews 5, 12 through 14 says this. You have been believers so long. Verse 12, you have been believers so long that you ought to be teaching others. Do we have that one? Hebrews, Hebrews 5, 12, my bad. I might have put that down wrong. 5, 12 through 14 with verse 12. There we go. Sorry, I might have written it down wrong. But I'll go in verse 12. You have been believers so long now that you ought to be teaching others. Instead, you need someone to teach you again the basic things about God's word. You're like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food. For someone who lives on milk is still an infant and doesn't know how to do what's right. Solid food is for those who are mature, who through training have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. Now, my little girl, Camila, is four years old. She's grown to the point where we can go to go watch The Little Mermaid. It's an hour and a half with a four-year-old. Pray for me. But she can go see it, and she can eat popcorn, and hopefully not too many M&Ms, but she can do that. We can go sit in a the theater, right? And I can get a ticket for her. See, that's an amen back there. I got that. Now, I can't do that with Benjamin yet because he hasn't grown to that level yet. and Maybe he'll want to see Spider-Man or something else. But here's the thing. You, they grow, you grow to experience certain blessings. So how do I renew my mind, John? Y'all know what it is. It's immersing ourselves with the Word of God. Let's throw that up there, all those different, the different letters there. Do we got that? There's this thing. There's a, I'm a big nerd. Y'all knew that. But there was a movie came out years ago called Empire Strikes Back. It had Mark Hamill in it playing Luke Skywalker. And in the very beginning of the movie, he's in this snow, this, it's like a snow world. It looks like Antarctica, all right? So even if you're not a nerd like me, you know where I'm going. Well, he's out there, and they get attacked by this monster thing. And he gets injured, but he survives. And what they do is they throw him in this healing, this science, science fiction, right? They throw him in this tank of water. And it has like minerals and medicine and stuff. And he's in there and he has this thing so over his mouth so he can breathe, but he's immersed in it and he gets better. And later he becomes the Jedi and wins the day and beats Darth Vader going, all that sort of thing, right? But here's what it is. He's immersed in it so that he can get to the level where he becomes a Jedi. And you and I have to immerse ourselves in the word of God. Sometimes we wonder why we're struggling And it's because we're loaded up on social media. And I get it, it's easy. It's like a, man, it is a crazy thing. You get on reels or get on Instagram, the videos, man, I will get lost in there 20 minutes watching Ric Flair and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat and 80s wrestlers. And they're talking smack at the screen. I'm like, this is so stupid. But here's the thing. When I intentionally get in the word of God, I make the word of God a daily priority. That means in the morning when I'm reaching for my phone and it's the word of God I see first. When I'm up with Benjamin at 2 a.m. in the morning and I put an AirPod in for a second while I'm feeding him and listening to the word of God, I'm intentionally making the word of God a priority. Reading the word, hearing the word while I'm out. Men, sometimes we work in the yard. Sometimes we do that. And I was in, I got some calluses to prove I was working. Some of y'all don't believe me. You are looking at me and you go, nah. I was working in the yard the other day, and I put that in and man, I'm listening to chapters of the word of God. And I'm getting the word of God in me. Meditating on the word. You're thinking about something. You ask men what we're thinking about. We're like, dang, the Nuggets beat the Lakers or whatever. I know the Nuggets are going to win. Adrian and Elise are looking at me and Jairus. But here's the thing. We're thinking about something. Or we're mad at our spouse. You ever done that? You're mad and you're just having an argument with yourself. And they walk in and go, hi. And you're already mad. You're like, what? You've already been having an argument in your mind because you've been ruminating and meditating on something else. We got to meditate on the word, speak speak the word, act on the word. And the other thing is training. Let's throw that, that, there it is. We have a spiritual warfare class, and if you've never taken that, you need to. And if you've finished it and gotten your certificate, you need to take that ever-increasing faith class. It's 10 weeks, it'll touch your life. You know, when my mom died, I have a picture of mom from years ago. She went to Africa. What a beautiful picture. We're coming up on five years. Mama's been in heaven, and we love mom. And many, so many of you knew her, you know, just, a, just an awesome woman. Uh, we have these little, her kids' books that she wrote. And uh, Camila's been getting into them. So she'll, she'll say, I want the book," And we'll read that one about Esther or the one about he wore a purple robe. And it's an awesome thing, right? It's an, that's a cool thing for me as a dad, to read my mom's words to my little girl. That's a cool thing. Sometimes I choke up while I'm reading. It's awesome. But, you know, when my mom went to heaven and she went to heaven, man, she went out like a champ. The doctors had given her 30 days to live. God gave us almost five years. I can't be, I can't be anything but grateful. But when she went to, the he- went to heaven, I was sad, you know. And I felt, you, you feel just when you lose someone, you know what that's like. I felt a, just kind of off for about a year. <clears throat> but I, I decided that I was going to run to what I knew. And that was the house of God and the word of God. And the presence of God. So worship, touch me. Man, we're singing scripture. We're at the altar singing. And man, my dad. I got with dad and we went through the New Testament in like seven days. Filled myself with the word. And, and we, held, we grieved in a healthy way. You got to grieve. You got to be able to cry and say goodbye and all this sort of stuff. That's, that's part of it. That's healthy emotionally. But the word of God helped me do that in a healthy way. And the word of God gave, was able to heal my heart over time to prepare me for what God was gonna do next to live in the legacy of my mom. And God wants to work in your life too. The question is, do we have a winner's mindset? My mom did. Margaret Thatcher did. George Washington Carver did. John in the Bible sure did because he wrote third John too. And you and I can renew our minds and get in line and be and experience the blessing of God in every area of our life because it's God's will for you to be blessed. And when you renew your mind according to the word of God, that winner's mindset will kick in and you will be agreeing with what God does and you'll begin to see more of God's best in every area of your life. Would you bow your heads and let's pray. I wanna pray for you tonight. I wanna pray a blessing over your life. With every head bowed, every eye closed, tonight, I'm going to ask Kalina to get those lights back there. We're just going to pray for you for just a moment. With every head bowed and every eye closed, with your heads bowed and eye closed, if you need healing in your body, would you raise your hand? It's okay. It's okay to do that. Yeah. Keep your hand up for a moment. No one's looking around. If you need a miracle in your life, too, it may not be in healing. Would you raise your hand? Maybe something in your finances, something you're believing God for. If you're praying for someone to get saved, would you raise your hand? You got a request I didn't even mention, raise your hand, too. Uh-huh. man, my hand's up, I'm, I'm preaching, man,